Welcome to the Asking Why podcast. I'm your host, Clint Davis. I'm a marriage and family therapist and licensed professional counselor trained in trauma and addiction. The Asking Why podcast is for anyone on a journey of healing and restoration. If you are searching for answers to life's questions and want to learn more about root causes from a psychological and theological mix, this show is for you. In this podcast, myself and a co-host from Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness will interview guests on a wide range of topics in order to get down to the heart of the problems facing our world and understand why things happen and how to change the world and ourselves for the better. Want to learn more tips and tricks to living a healthy lifestyle? Visit us at Clint Davis Counseling and Integrative Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to meet our staff or book a speaker, go to clintdaviscounseling.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe today. All right. Asking Why, episode 51. Um, we have with us today James Louder from Southern Roots Dentistry. And so um, James is a friend of mine and uh, we go to church together. We're in the same Sunday school and uh, we've had Preston, his brother on and, and Sarah, they own the baking company and we've had them on for the episode. And and so Preston and I's kids are on soccer team and we've been talking about what you've been doing and just how you're growing your business and uh, kind of looking at our practice and just the you know cool thing of people our age doing the parallel process of doing their thing and trying to be in Shreveport and in America and, and all those kind of things. And so, um, when you came in the B group, you know, I was like, you know, I didn't know if you're a Christian or, you know, and For even sure. with Preston and, and Sarah, like, you know, you get to know people and you never want to be intrusive, but you're like, what's their story. Right. And we lived by and by f- for a few years and we kind of knew their faith, but we weren't real sure. And then when you came in, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Because that's always a thing I'm thinking about for getting to know people and discipleship and podcast. And not that I won't have people on here. I've had people on here who aren't Christian, but, it's easy. It's an easy conversation when it's both for sure, you know? And, and so I think interesting things come out and our listeners at least love the, you know, the feedback they've been is they love hearing people's stories and how their business came about and how God worked in it and how it's working in it and what, you know, the plans for the future. Yeah. So all that stuff. So yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it for a- sure. Absolutely. So tell us, you know, who you are and kind of about Southern dentistry and how, how you got there and take, yeah. you know, we got, we're on a podcast. So take your time for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks once again for, um, for having me. I really do appreciate it. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm from Shreveport. Um, I went to bird high school. Um, I feel like that's always, uh, identifier, right? You guys, you know, what high school did you go to? You right. know, so, especially here, especially here. I'm a, I'm a proud bird turd and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so yeah, bird, I went to bird and, um, born and raised here, some awesome parents. We've got a brother. Um, and so, you know, I, I really have a, just, it's a small family, but it's, it's a great one. So, um, went to, uh, LSU in Baton Rouge, um, had, had, had some fun there and, uh, met a lot of cool people. Um, I did, I guess, I guess kind of going back to high school, I, I did young life, um, as a, as a kid and just kind of, that's kind of how I feel like I always knew Jesus, but I didn't really like know him. And so I think that young life really helped me develop that relationship, um, to kind of get to know him in that aspect. And because of that, when I went to, um, when I went to college, uh, I, I knew that I kind of wanted to be a part of that for, um, other high schoolers that are in the Baton Rouge area. And so I went through a process, um, called plunge is what they call it. Mm. Um, where I was going to start to to become a leader, and uh, that is actually where I met my wife, Katie. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. So um, shout, she, shout out to Katie. Shout out to Katie. She's the best, I man. Um, so uh, we we met at a Christmas party over in Edward Cullen Doll. Twilight was kind of big then, and uh, <laughs> so uh, she thought. Um, Edward Cullen was cool. So, uh, I just brought the funniest thing I knew in Walmart and that's what I could find. So, um, it's cool. Fate kind of brought that together. I didn't meet her until after she got the gift or was that like a white elephant or something? white elephant gift. Yep. That's hilarious. And so, um, so met her through that process and, um, really, you know, kind of was able to develop a friendship more so than anything first. And so, um, kind of years went on and, uh, we, then we started dating and, um, we got married right out of college. Um, yeah, and you're we, skipping over the mascot part. Uh, I like to skip over that part. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. But yeah, so that that's actually why I didn't end up fully plunging all the way because of the mascot program and the um, the time that it took. And I felt like that was kind of uh, what I really 
wanted to do. I felt like that was kind of where, you know, uh, I guess looking back kind of where God really wanted me at that point, Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to kind of help grow that program, but also um, be able to love on the guys in that program too. And just kind of, you know, kind of have a larger role in that area. So that was kind of a cool thing. I'm going to dig a little bit. What, why do you like skipping over the mascot part? Man, it's, it's like, it's like part of the brotherhood. It's like, you know, it's like your team, Mike, you know, so it's, you don't really talk about it, you know, it's just kind of of a private thing. It's, I mean, some people are super like out about it, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's a, it's a really cool thing. What the one thing I really loved about it is the fact that, you know, when, when you're, when you're, when you're doing it, nobody knows that it's you. Yeah. And so that's a really humbling thing. And so stepping out of that, you know, you didn't need like all, your friends don't know it's you. The friends knew. Okay. Yeah. Friends. Knew. You just you mean like hide the, the other bag. hundreds of thousands. Of yeah, people. for sure. So yeah. So people who, who aren't listening. So uh, Preston, I mean, Preston, uh, he went to LSU and Preston's his brother, my bad. Uh, and so James went to LSU it's okay. and He's he was cool. the, you can mis- mistake me from him that's all right. the time. It's okay. Um, he was the mascot for LSU, so Louisiana State University football team, which is Mike the Tiger. So that's pretty awesome. Go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Um, I know we got to take the GAH off now, I guess. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it changes coaches so much. Anyway, yeah, that's been something. I didn't even know that until, I mean, you know, recently. I mean, I think I saw it on social media or something. Like you post like an old picture. And I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if it was awesome. You know, as a therapist, I'm always thinking – Oh, I wonder what that was like. Like, I wonder, you know, what that lifestyle was like. And yeah. I think about that with sports. I mean, I see so many people who have these, what people would say, Oh, I want that. I want to be that. I want to do that. For and sure. then I see them and they're like, yeah, you don't want this. Yeah. But it sounds like it was I, actually, I mean, it was really awesome. I mean, the experiences that I got to experience were crazy. You know, I mean, traveling to different cities, um, different stadiums, different fans, meeting a bunch of random people. Um, you know, uh, the experiences like being on the field for pregame is one of the most electrifying since that's the word of today, yeah. uh, um, moments. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's surreal. I bet. Um, with the, with the band. So, I mean, that's a really cool part of it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, a. Uh, I am forever and I still help out. I still do some, coaching as you will, or just kind of give him some insight and input just on where the, where the program continues to go. And, um, I wasn't perfect by any means, but it just, it was just a lot of, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of cool things. It's, it's a lot awesome. of cool things. That's cool, man. Yeah. So it was a, it was a cool thing to be a part of for sure. All right. We'll, we'll move on yeah. from the mascot. Um, yeah. so you met your wife and so you're, you're obviously you were doing all that when, when y'all were together and then you got married when yep. you graduated from LSU? We graduated. The next week we got married. So what was your undergrad in? Um, so I started off in uh, biology okay. with a minor in chemistry and art. Did you know you wanted to do what you do now I then? D- I did. Okay. I wanted to be a dentist for sure. Well, take me back then. Oh, when gosh, when with that? Way back. Yeah, when did that start? So I, th- I think a lot of general dentists, they kind of start out wanting to be an orthodontist because that's where most... I think anybody, you know, we'll go into the dental field. A lot of people want to be with us. They're like, they're cool. They're, they get, you know, they get to hang out. They see a million people a day. Um, you know, they don't really not poor. Yeah. They're not poor. They don't really do too much. They just walk in and say, Oh yeah, let's move this over. But I know now that there's a ton of behind the scenes work that gets done, you know, but I mean, at that moment you're like, Oh yeah, do this, do this. And, and it's done, you know? So, um, I always loved the people aspect. That's kind of what brought me in. But, kind of things started to change for me specifically in college, I'd say, um, more so, um, I got to in, intern at a place in, uh, Baton Rouge, um, aesthetic dentistry, Dr. Bank, uh, Bankhead and Dr. Rauber. They're awesome people. That's so why I'm giving them a shout out, but you know, they really showed me like that, that intentional relationship based dentistry that, you know, that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, that I felt like was, was more important. So kind of coming going into dentistry, like I knew that, um, that's where my heart was set. And, uh, as a general dentist, you get to meet people, develop relationships with them and then grow with them with their life. You know, it's not like a specialist where, you know, some do continue to grow, um, or continue to follow up with their patients or see their kids and whatnot. But it's the one place where you can come in and I get to watch a four year old become a 14 year old, become a 20 year old, become starting having kids. And, 
Um, not there yet, obviously, yeah. but, but it, it's, but it's, it's just a cool dynamic. And so, um, having that relationship based, um, practice was kind of what I, what I wanted. So that's, that's kind of the start of, uh, I guess the general dentistry aspect of why, yeah. you know, molding me into what I wanted to do. Has that always been your personality to be like relational? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think that, it, um, I think that it's, I've always been obviously um, not an introvert for sure, <laughs> but it's crazy. I think that in certain, in certain circumstances in larger groups of people, I tend to be an introvert. And a lot of people say, well, no, no way you're not. But I, I am because I think at that point in time, I'm more kind of closed off and I'm more so trying to take in everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think that it's, I don't know. I, I, having those, I don't know. I think just having that ability to, kind of sit back and, and listen, um, is, is tough, but it's, it's opened my eyes to a lot, right? Like yeah. just being able to just kind of listen. So, but yeah, I, I, but I would say that I'm a little bit of extrovert kind of in, in a, in a group of people. Yeah. I mean, we twist that up too in our culture, yeah. knowing what that even means. I mean, it's more about where you get your energy, but a right. lot, of, I mean, I'm the same way. I feel like I love to talk. I get a lot of energy from stuff, but I mean, there's plenty of times where I'm like, I need to recharge and go sit by myself or read or like check out or for sure. You know, especially once you have kids, as you know. <laughs> yeah. And so you have, how many kids you have? Three boys. That's right. Yeah. I knew you had, I wasn't sure what the third one was. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Three boys. Bro, I'm with you with all boys. It's, yeah. It's wild. It's great. Yeah. I, I, I would not change anything. I mean, I, I think that, you know, you know, where we're at in life is like you, you get home and you're like, it's witching hour begins. And, um, <laughs> and, and when it's an hour, it's like hours. <laughs> Yeah, but, you 5.30 know, to like 6.45 is the longest oh hour and 15. Gosh. Just really until they hit their head on that pillow. But <laughs> right. but at the same time, you you in the moment, you know, you get very, you can get frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you... No, man, I'm, I'm chill. You're like, pretty chill. No. There's no frustration <laughs> yeah, no, at all. You like playing rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, and there's definitely go. yelling and get in the bath and yeah. quit touching your brother and get off For the chair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every night every night but it's like and and then once they put that head on that pillow and they don't talk anymore you're like gosh i just want to go in there and just like hang out yep you know i just want to go like it's not enough time not enough time and so i think i think that it's 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 important for us as parents to like really kind of take in those moments um of you know crazy it is man it's finding that balance i mean we we talk about that all the time on here and just with people just you know, running your practice, doing your thing. I know you get, you know, you get caught up in that and you're ready to come home and kind of decompress and and then you got to serve, but also try to say, you know, it's also the shortest period of our entire life. Like I know your boys are little, like mine are, what's your oldest? Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So like, man, Grady's seven and from five to seven, like just the leap. And I'm sure parents who listen to me are like, you just wait, you know, when they're 10, 12, Mm -hmm. how big they're going to be. But it's so short. I was so ironing sure. the other day, tearing up, just they were being so loud and I was trying to get ready for work. And, and I, I was like, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just playing. Right. right. You know, and, but yet it's just like, man, all that noise is going to be gone like real quick. It's crazy. You know, not even when they're out of the house, like when they're 10 and when they're 12, they're right. not going to be running around being insane people. There'll be right. other issues to deal with. Right. But so I try to hold that, like just enjoy it take it in i mean last night i was climbing in bed i'm thinking man it's groundhog's day sometimes yeah. <laughs> you know like put jude in there read to him jc reads to grady we switch i lay with down with grady you know he's like daddy and we You're pray and, yeah and it's yeah. like the same thing i want a snack he, oh yeah now i want gotta pee water. i want some water fix my blanket yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i get it every day yeah so every every parent has that same right you're like, no, you can't have a snack. You can't have a snack. Then and then you're it. like, okay, you can have an apple. That's you know? Right. Oh, like, gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they're going to cry until they get it. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's great. Oh, man. All right. So have the personality, you know, just feel connection. You want to you be a person who's connected to people. You like talking. You like being with people. Go to college. You know, do the thing with the, you know, the mascot, uh, the secret life of mascot. And uh, meet your wife. That graduate. Could be another podcast. That's right. Uh, we could have you, we could, you wear it and then we could have somebody else from like, you know, somewhere else, not Alabama. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. uh, anyway, so you meet your wife and what's she doing? Kind of what's her parallel up to this point? Yeah. So, um, so she's, she's in at that point in time. So she was, 
she was she's a year ahead of me in, in school um and so she older you, woman she's older two years older actually oh man i know got lucky that's right um so <laughs> she uh she's definitely more wise than me so that's that's a good thing but uh she so when she gra- when she graduated she did a year master's program for teaching okay and so um we both got to graduate theoretically at the same time when she was um, getting her master's in education and then i was um getting my that's actually switched degrees from biology to kinesiology um with a minor in biology um which you know studying of human movement and just kind of how that operated actually played a helped me more in dental school than a, than a, than a biology major mm. learning about a cell, you know, yeah. you know, I'm learning like practical things with the body, you know, and how they help move muscles and all that stuff. So that was, that was cool. But, um, but yeah, she, so we got to graduate together at the same time, which, which was special is actually in the same college. Cause I was in kinesiology at that point. No, oh, that's cool. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, and then and we literally, I, th- I think it was a week later, we got married. So what um, was your favorite thing about her when you met her? Uh, there's a lot. But top three. Top three. Um, I think that she's a friend to everyone. Um, I think her innocence, but most importantly, is her relationship with Jesus. You know, that's like what, like, I mean you know, you kind of tear up thinking about it, right? Because it's like the, someone who pushes you and drives you and becomes a better, a better you, you know? Mm. And so I think that she does that, you know, I think that she's a, she does that every day Mm, and we all have our own, like, you know, pitfalls. And so of course she's there to pick it up. So it's it's cool. Yeah. So that I appreciate the vulnerability. Oh, dude. For sure. I mean, that that's like, that's about us being humans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's important that we are, we are who we say we are. We are what we do. We practice what we do. And so, um, in order to be a relationship based individual, you have to be able to be vulnerable too. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. I'm crying about how much you be. love your wife. <laughs> it's good stuff. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, so we got we got married. We got mar- married at the uh, the Myrtles Plantation in, in uh, St. Francisville. That's where my wife is from, is St. Francisville, which is the Myrtles Plantation. I don't know if you know, but it's it's a haunted plantation. Oh, but, nice. Uh, her her aunt, they call her her aunt Tita, uh, owns owns the plantation. So oh okay. Um, we got to get married there. I think we were the last wedding there. I could be wrong, but um, but that we'll that was, say you were. Yeah, we will say we were. Yeah. But it was a it was a cool um, it was a it was a cool thing. It was uh, had a lot of friends there, and um, but and so as soon as literally we got married, we we drove to New Orleans because that's where dental school was, and uh, um, we picked it up from there. When our honeymoon came back and started dental school six weeks later, so um, f- funny funny thing is when when you're sitting around and it's like December second or something like that when you find out if you get in. Like it's at 12 o'clock at midnight. And I remember like looking at her, I'm like, if I don't get in dental school, I'm opening up a restaurant. Like I had no need to open up a restaurant or like yeah. no desire to open up a restaurant. But, but you're it's, in New Orleans? Well, no, I don't even, I wouldn't know where it would be. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, you're just throwing stuff just out. Just throwing stuff out. I mean, is once again, I think at a, at a restaurant, you can create a cool culture with people yeah. Yeah. and still develop those relationships. Um, so... I don't know and treat people well. So like, that was like, for me, it was, that was going to be it. That was going to be it. Maybe it's, maybe it's still a goal. I don't know. I don't think it's still a goal. Well, you got a a good, uh, in route to knowing more about the restaurant. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think my, my real, um, my real, if, if I could do anything besides dentistry, it would actually be a mixologist. Just sit behind a bar and talk to people. Yeah. Which That's is, what therapy is. You just don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. We're not supposed to. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, I just... I, I, I Well, what you're talking about is discipleship, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the sure. idea of getting to hear people's stories like we're doing yep. today, love on people. I mean, that's the yep. reason I love doing the podcast because yeah. like everybody's story, especially if you lace what God's doing in it, is just so cool. Yeah, for sure. You know. So yeah, that's another little side tangent. No, it's good. So... So you get into dental school, do that. How long was that? 
four years. Okay. Um, whole time I'm, I'm in middle school. Katie is, uh, she's teaching, um, at a school there. Um, like her second year, she got teacher of the year. I mean, she doesn't know how to like not be awesome. Awesome. I mean, she, I, I would say that, um, and I think she'd probably be okay with me saying that. I think that her, one of her, one of her biggest falls is her perfection. Like just mm-hmm. the need for, for being, for being perfect. And she is truly perfect. Right. And like everyone, and, and everyone sees that, you know, but like that's almost sometimes not as, as, as good, but that's, that's why she, that's why she excelled. Right. I mean, she, everything she does, she puts a hundred percent and 120% into it. Yeah. She doesn't just like, you know, drink a cup of coffee. Like she drinks a cup of coffee, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really don't know, but she, she really does. She does. She's super intentional and is, is really good about like, she's not going to halfway do something. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so, so, you, yeah, so, so you graduated, graduated and what moved, moved to new Orleans. Okay. Um, we, yeah. And just in dental school for four years, um, we had our first son, uh, it would have been my last year in dental school right at the very beginning. Um, and at, at the same time too, like she's teaching, she, we both did art together, um, down there and nothing, nothing crazy. She's way more talented than I am. I was just kind of the, the cookie cutter artist, I guess, um, that, that w- we did all that just so we could have our income to be able to, you know, live off of and, um, kind of do some of the things we wanted to do. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool, especially that we got to do that together. We started yeah. off doing that together and now she's, she does art. So she's continuing doing that. I mean, on top of being a full-time mom. So she, uh, she's, she's an, she's an art. She's awesome. She's really yeah, I've like, seen she's a lot of her really, work. she does a really good job. And I, I love that she, everything she does is, is, is at this point in time is super, there's inspiration behind it. There's mm-hmm. a biblical message that something has brought, um, that she's seen and, um, and it's been, what it's really cool to see is that her art is able to move. It's her, what she sees, but it also speaks to other people too. And they can also see that message too. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool to see with her. Yeah. What, and tell me what her thing's called. Louder art. That's right. Yeah. I've seen several of her posts and they're always real emotionally driven and For sure. inspirational. And I'm yeah. like, that's good stuff. It always yeah. makes the art better when there's a story. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Hands down. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So what brought y'all back to Shreveport? Being a dentist. Okay. So um, in dental school, I met my now business partner, Reed Moore. Um, he's from Benton. And we we both kind of had that same mindset of um, relationship-based dentistry. And, you know, a, a lot of our friends that graduated, pretty much everyone in our class except for one, went on to become a part of a group practice. Um and we knew like that's where dentistry is right now i mean there's all these corporate practices and all these corporate things that are happening and it you don't learn a thing about business in dental school you don't learn all you learn is like how to fix teeth you know and so um which is interesting because if you go back and listen to all the podcasts people that i have on here this is kind of all of our stories right like the grad school and dentist school and med school Right. There are these systems of people who have created these things that make money and bring in income and you know, make you buy licenses and follow these things, but they don't actually teach you to do the thing that you're going to get out and do. Right. It's crazy. And and it's, and we're in such a fear driven environment now that like, you know, what if I don't, what if I try to go do this and I don't succeed? Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that at that point in time when we knew we wanted to open up the business together, we had, we had, we were in the middle of, we were about to do something and, um, and it fell through. And so, um, that brought us together more, um, but allowed us to be like, we don't need anybody else. Um, thank goodness it didn't happen. You know, we're, we're enough and we, we know what we want to be able to provide. And so I think at that point you, you start to determine like, you know, people say like, where's your level of success? You know, how, how do you become successful? And I think that's such an objective term because it's like, level of success is driven or determined by what your, where your headspace is. Mm-hmm. Like for me, success was graduating dentistry, you know, from dental school. <laughs> You're like I won. I've got a degree yeah. and, um, I know that I get to come back and open a practice and, and, and get to love on some people, 
whether that was two people, which it was at first, one person a day cleaning your own, cleaning people's teeth, um, having, I think that from, um, from the beginning for the first two and a half, three years. Yeah. So let me slow you down. So you no, you're good. It's great. I want to hear it. You, um, you get done with dental school, something falls through. So you guys move back to Shreveport or did it fall through here? Here. Okay. And so then you guys, I'm assuming prayed about it. Like, tell me how kind of faith played into that. Did you learn anything in your faith? Uh, Yeah. Um, I think a lot of like learning, um, when it didn't happen, I was like, I was bombed. I was like, it's not gonna happen anymore. I don't know what to do, you know? And so I think a little lost, lost. And then I think that, um, I think that just the determining factor of just saying once again, like you're enough, you've done this this far, you know, you've got good people around you. You've got a great support system. You've got a great wife, a good business partner, and, um, you can do it. And so I think it was just that, that mentality. I think that a a lot of, one of the mottos that I always say in life is like, what's the worst someone's going to tell you is no. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like if, what are you going to, you're going to tell me, I was like, ask, you can have a Coke right now. Right. You know what I mean? You might jump out and say, yeah, here's a Coke. Yeah. You know, you might say no. So, I mean, it's, um, that, that's a, uh, that's such an entrepreneur mind state too. I mean, you know, you have to be able to take those risks, believe in yourself, believe in your worth and value, believe God is in charge of right. it. Right. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and no, if is no, is no hurtful. Right. Does it have anything to do with your worth? No. Yeah. And I think that's a real hard thing for people is that when somebody says no, that they, we feel rejected. For sure. As if we're less than or, you know, we were wrong about this plan or we were wrong about God's plan or the agenda or whatever. And that brings shame. And then that takes the sails out. Right. And you know, we're dead in the water. Mm-hmm. And when you can learn, I mean, I think we've all felt that, you know, but when you go through it and you survive it and you push through, it's like, oh, no he's got this despite my ability. Right. You know, 100%. So, I mean, that's, and when everything didn't work out, like we picked out our name, we got on the phone with, um, with with Southern roots, Southern roots. How'd that come about? Um, I think Katie came up with it actually. Yeah. Um, and so Katie, one of Katie's best friends from high school, her husband is a graphic designer in Nashville. And um, we got him to design the logo, and he still does all of our stuff to the, to this day. Great marketing, man! I yeah. love I love seeing you and Preston signs <laughs> or you, Preston, here. You know, yeah. together. It's always such a good, hilarious, it's fun, dude. That's it's fun. so good. It's fun, but using him and you know our our brand, our motto is faith, family, community, right? Like we wanted to be faith driven. We wanted to be you know treat everybody as if their own family. And then really focus on giving back to the community as mm-hmm. well. Um, because that's why we're here. You know, I mean, I don't think that, I think, you know, it's almost selfish in a, in a sense to not do that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, having that foundation has really kind of elevated us forward in terms of like, that is the level that, you know, we want to just our foundation that we just like stand on. Yeah, it's so good, man. But I mean, like going back to it, I mean, we when we opened everything up, like we we literally, I mean, I had odd jobs at the beginning. I worked in, uh, I've probably I worked in nursing homes, I worked at um, a couple other offices in town, and um, you know, all of which, um, kind of just you know led me to, it helped obviously where we need to be, but I had to do that when we first opened the business and Reed was doing the same thing. Um, cause we did, you know, we didn't have the patient flow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were cleaning our own teeth. We didn't, we could not afford a hygienist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so been there, man. Yeah. Not cleaning the teeth, but doing the, <laughs> doing the work <laughs> for sure. So, um, but I think being in that level and being in that, um, that foundation being in that, in that moment, you learn to appreciate everything else. I mean, something we tell our staff every day is that like, we can't expect to do for you to do anything that I wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's so important as, as the quote unquote boss. Um, and that's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing. I I think for relational people, that's really hard. Like I want everybody to be my peer friend. Yeah. Like I want to be your friend, but you can't, you can't not all the way. Not all the way, for yeah. sure. 
but but I, but I just it's it's so important that you value. I think that pushing and value and, and loving on your employees first, mm-hmm. then that trickles down to your patients. Definitely. So, and you can trust, right? That you like, I love that. I, we were just talking about this yesterday. I had, uh, one of my favorites walking out and I sent her a client and the client had texted me and said, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. I've seen her four times. It's been great. She was like, well, thanks for the referral. I'm like, thanks for being a person. I can send you people. And I trust, you know, I, I, I can say hundred percent, everybody who's here, you know, I do see as a peer and I do see as a friend, even though I'm a leader, but also like they're doing their own work and amazing work. And I get to send them people or they get internal referrals for themselves because of their good work. And it's so nice that I can go home and sleep knowing that's the case for sure. But that means you got to lead in that way right. and, you know, love on people and serve them right. have a servant leader mentality. And I'm, I'm not perfect at it. Right. Like, I mean, I'm far, far, from, yeah, yeah. far from it. And I, but I, but I want to be, you yeah. know, um, well, it's new. Yeah. Y'all been open how long? Um, it was when, four years in October. Yeah, October we were talking 1st. about that before. So we're on a very, again, yep. me, you, Preston, several other people that we know yep. on this parallel, four or five years in Shreveport of opening businesses and then yep. kind of exploding because you've sure. had a lot of growth. You know, I think that that growth has just been kind of, you know, if you're treating people well and you're treating them right, you know, like once again, I'm not perfect. I'm not the perfect dentist, but I want to be and I try to be. Um, I think it's important that we continue to grow and continue to listen to what's out there that's new and try to implement certain things that you take in things, mm-hmm. but then also still apply the fundamental things that, you know, you need to do. Definitely. Um, so you have how many offices now? We have four. Yeah. Um, Where are they at? We have two in Treeport, one in Mansfield, and then one in Minden. Nice. And so, you know, all of that stuff is just something that I think that um, – once again, I think it's just being, you know, being obedient, right? Like kind of treating people well, treating people right. And things just kind of fall into place Mm -hmm. and having that as your foundation and then moving forward with obviously, you know, Christ there. But I mean, I think that it's a, it's hard work, but it's easy. Um, it's easy when you have a great, when you have a great staff and a great team. Yeah. Um, we have, so kind of going back to being me and Mike, um, one of our office manager or practice manager, um, Abby Howell, she's, uh, she was a golden girl at LSU. And so that's kind of how I met her. Um, and then Reed knew her cause she's from Benton. And so she started out from day one with us. Okay. She was a speech therapist. And so we stole her and, uh, you know, she is kind of like the ringleader of, of the epitome of like, what you want to have someone who helps lead a, lead a team and lead a staff. Um, and just, I mean, and helps our business grow. I mean, she, I mean, like I said, having the right people there. I mean, everybody in our staff is just incredible. You know, we always say like, just do the best you can do. Mm -hmm. And we also need to think in that mindset that they're doing the best that they can do. Gosh. Isn't that such an important leader perspective? It's like, is to communicate to your staff. Like if you screw up or if you make a mistake, I'm assuming the best, right? Like I'm assuming that you were doing the best you could. And, and that's just, hard. Oh, that's hard sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, you're not doing your best, but <laughs> you know that like, so then you have to step back and say, well, maybe they're, they are truly doing the best that they can do. Yeah. I mean, perfection is not achievable. So people are trying really hard. Right. I don't know how it is for you, but it's also like they're human beings and they are hopefully, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. And so it's like, they also have lives. Right. And you know, yeah, you're a boss and yes, you're an employer and yes, you have all these things, but you also, you want to minister to them. And you know, so it's trying to find that, like, where does that end and begin? And you know, how do you have the flexibility and patience? And for sure, you know, it's like, well, I got to get to know your story some, cause I want to have grace for this thing. Right. While at the same time, like, you know, you still got to be here. You still got to do this, or we still got to, and then they were there for a job. Yeah. And, but you know, I tell people all the time, it's like, you don't feel like you're at work, huh? Like we're just having fun, you yeah. know? And so, and some, everyone's like, no, I know I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you don't. We're having fun. Right, it's um, just a blast. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's having a great team and we have some great doctors too. Uh, Carly Gilly, she came as Abby's sister. She came on board with us two years ago. Um, when she, after she graduated and she's, she's phenomenal. So, I mean, it's just a, that's been great. And then in Mansfield, we, um, we have someone we graduated with Morgan Van Zant. She's, okay. she's from, uh, Baton Rouge and she's been up here. And so 
she kind of took the reins over there in Mansfield and Dr. Murphy is still working there in Mansfield too, but it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a, every day is something new, right? I mean, we're, like I said, we're not perfect. Um, we don't, we think we have, we figure it out. And just when you think you figure it out, you just don't, Mm. you know? Well, and that growth too, right? I mean, you, you have been open four years and so I know what it's like to incrementally grow every year. And it's like right when you figure out taxes and, and paying things off and expansion and employees and all these things, it's like, okay, we have seven people and then you have this many people and then you have this many things. And it's like every year is a totally different business model. Totally different. Which is awesome. Right. It's a great problem to have. Right. But it, it's a problem. Yep. It's it's a great problem to have for sure. Um, but it's 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 a it's a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I... I don't, I don't like complacency, you know? And so I can't just sit, yeah, you know, not like the slow lane. No, I can't, I can't do it. So especially I, when you see the potential and especially when you're relational. Right. Right. You know, if you, you know, we were talking about, um, the difference between your goal and your mission. Right. Right. And so, you know, obviously the goal is to make a budget so you can pay for everything. You know, you, you have to make money, you have to make income so you can expand. You can't expand right. without income, but your mission or, or, or your debt, you know what I mean? Yeah, what's yeah. more debt? That's right. where we're at right now. What's more debt? But right. Continue. No, but so then you have your purpose and your mission. And if you get, you know what I've had to learn and, and this may be where you're at or maybe helpful, whatever is when you're, when you're focused on the goal then if someone leaves or something changes or there's a problem or there's a switch, you freak out. For sure. Right? Because it's taking away from the goal. It's like, well, I have to have this level of money to do the thing. But I'm having to learn to, to just continually focus on the mission. And that, I think that that's what it sounds like you your mindset is about what Christ is doing in your life, what Christ is doing in the community, what Christ is doing through your dentistry and your team and your people. And then if something changes, it's like, well, the purpose is still here. The goal, I mean, the mission's still here, but yeah, it changes the goal a little bit, but for sure, that'll be fine for sure. And, but that's such a hard as a business owner and for me, it's just constant dance. Right. It's super hard too, because you, being community based and community minded, I mean, you get asked almost every day to support something in the community. And that is one of the most challenging things ever because you just want to say yes. You want to sponsor everything. Yeah. I want to say, yes, I will you know, we want to help out, but it's, it's, um, and that's, that's, that's a hard part, mm-hmm. you know, because those organizations are dependent upon people in the community. And if they don't get what they need, then will they be able to do what they're trying to do or do what they need to do? Definitely. And so, uh, that is challenging, but at the same time we try to be, you know, every year since we've opened every October, we give away however many years we've been open money to, yeah, to something. That. It's awesome. So, um, you know, uh, every year. So, so far, I think in total, just over the four years, it's been $10,000 just between the, just going back to the community. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important for us to stay uh, every year when, you know, it comes up maybe one day when it's year 20 and we like, what the heck are we doing? Um, we'll look back and think that might be crazy, but that's so important, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, you're once again, giving back to, the community that has supported you and giving back to someone who is deserving. Yeah, you know, man. Or an organization. Well, we wouldn't be here without the people who come. Right. You know, 100%. You know, I was texting with a client this morning from a session yesterday and just, Hey, how are you? And she was like, Oh my gosh, that was, you know, great. That, that was super helpful. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. And I'm like, well, you did the work. Right. You showed up for the session. You, you talked about X, Y, Z, you worked through it. I'm just facilitating. Right. You know, and just keeping that mind state too of like, our community, the people who support us, who hear our heart, it's this dance of you have to have the heart and be that person. And I think God draws them in, but then they're the ones who are the ones coming in and doing the thing and paying and, you know, being a part. Um, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, but, um, one of the things you do as a servant orientation kind of focuses, uh, serve with the hub and purchase. So can you mm-hmm. talk about what that's been like? And so for people not who don't know, purchased, uh, not for sale in the hub urban ministry is a ministry here in town. They help with homelessness and poverty and, um, human trafficking, women and children. And so, um, we partnered with them. We've helped for years with that and supported them. Um, and so you have been doing that from a dentist perspective. So can you talk about yeah, how so, you been doing that? Yeah, we started doing that um, 
probably about six months ago. And, um, you know, it's, it's a really, we've done stuff in the past, not with them, but like we've, we worked with the DA's office with battered women and try to get them kind of back on board. Um, but, and that's kind of led us to this, um, everyone deserves love, right? Like everyone deserves love. They deserve the time. Um, not everybody has, um, afforded the opportunity of that time and that love sometimes, you know, when it comes to, um, people, some people not be able to walk in, in our office and get, you know, um, and receive that. So we do our best to provide that for everybody. And that was one of our ways that we could really love on and serve on those people in, in that area at the hub and just understand, kind of get to know them a little bit. And, um, man, like I've, (laughs) with the dentures you deliver, the the teeth that you fix, you know, they're crying and you're like, you can't help but cry too. Mm -hmm. You can't. And, um, they're saying like, thank you so much. And it's, it to, and to us and even our staff, our staff is, are such great leaders and such great, um, like just people who foster that great and welcoming environment, um, that they also feel the same way of, gosh, I mean, we're truly the person that's coming in there has done more for them and us than we have done for them. Um, and I, and we, we believe that, you know? And so I think that, um, I mean, we're lucky, you know, we lucky we get to see them, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it, and, and keeping that same, that mindset, I mean, like I, yeah, it's, it's pro bono, but, um, you lose out on it, but you don't lose. That's you get, right. like you said, you go to bed, you go to bed at night and you get to sleep, you know, a good sleep knowing that, you know, you fulfilled and you helped them. And like I said, they've, they've helped more probably me probably than I've ever helped them. Yeah. I feel the same way, man. I've learned more from working with the Lovewell and working with purchased, you know, about myself, about God, about people, you know, some of the best, kindest, most amazing, you know, biblically sound people, you know, and, uh, uh, so I'm proud of you, man. I, I love that you're jumping in on that and have been doing that. And I know that, you know, as you move forward, you'll see all kinds of awesome stuff come out of it. What'll be amazing. And I'll kind of speak this in existence, but what'll be amazing is when you've been doing it two or three years and you start seeing people come back and you start seeing people's lives change and you, maybe you see their kids and sure. you know, you, it's this crazy manifestation of God's restoration and reconciliation ministry that he's given us. And so I just think it's so cool that you're doing that as a dentist, you know, because <clears throat> honestly, James, like that, you know, that's what I feel like we get to do every day as counselors and we're, because that's literally what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. it's the conversation is about these emotions and these histories and these traumas. And, but my whole spew right on the podcast to beat the dead horse is like, everybody can be doing that. Right. You know, whether you're a lawyer or a dentist or a doctor or a therapist, like the, the meat of what I do is the same thing everybody has the opportunity to do. So I think it's really awesome. Um, you know, that y'all are doing that and your staff's doing that from that perspective. Yeah. I think, I think just like you said, everybody has, everybody is afforded the opportunity to, to build a relationship. I don't care if I'm seeing somebody and I'm, I'm, uh, prepping a crown on them or I'm, I'm, uh, uh, doing a filling or I'm coming in for a hygiene check. They still deserve the opportunity on top of that. Like that is a bonus of Mm -hmm. that might be why they're there. But in our eyes, they're there so that we can serve them. Mm-hmm. So and that goes beyond the hygiene check or the crown prep or the filling. It's being present and being mindful of who they are, what their needs are. And it's also tapping into their life. Like what, what, you know, we deal with a lot of stress. We see a lot of patients with TMJ issues. Um, and, and most of, and more so even since COVID, um, wearing the masks, being stressed about money, being stressed about loved ones, being stressed about their next job or anything. And, and a lot of times that stress boils down to, um, at nighttime and they're taking out on their teeth and they don't realize it or their mm-hmm. jaw. And so it's, it's, it's that moment when we get to be a little bit of a therapist, but not, not, <laughs> not, not cool like you, but, <laughs> but, but we get to just kind of, just kind of counsel people through that. But then, um, but then really, once again, they're there for, for dental work, right? Yeah. But, but trying to find a way to, to balance it both, but really give them the time that they deserve. Well, yeah, and that goes into what we were talking about before, of just like 
however I can help and we can help you guys. Um, if you feel like that's something that's, uh, that's a call that you have, like that's what we love doing here with the integrative wellness side is partnering with people, having relationships with the community where we're, we're going in and training the, you know, you're a first responder. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you know, Jenna Watson, uh, is uh, our first responder as a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these different people and the difference whenever somebody's on her table or somebody's at the doctor, somebody's with Dr. Carter, or Dr. Crow or Ashley Rachel, or whoever, um, that's on her team is like, they have this lens now that they're seeing it through so that instead of, you know, having to feel the stress, number one of carrying that burden yourself, it's like, okay, I know the things to say and the things to look for. And I can not just give you relief from your physical pain, you know, but I can also send you to somebody who can get, give you relief from this, this root cause, sure. yeah. which uh, <laughs> play on words there, um, which is, um, you know, your heart and your pain there that I don't have time to deal with while you're in my chair, you know, but these people do. And then your TMJ goes away, you know? And For so sure. it's like, you know, however we can help with that. I'd love to continue yeah. that conversation, but I love, I mean, I'm just so like just hearing you say all them, like, yes, you know, I didn't know what you were going to talk about. So it's nice. Like how God knits all this stuff together, man. It's cool. I think of like going back to obedience, right? Like being obedient and just, um, uh, being obedient and being intentional, you know, I think just, and, uh, I think those are, those are important things to do. And, um, I think, you know, everything and not, and, and not every day, like I said, is perfect. Not every day. I'm not the best. I've been told that I'm a terrible texter. You know, I mean, like I'm an angry texter. Oh yeah. I don't, I put too many periods, not enough, uh, emojis and exclamation (laughs) points, but, and, and that's something that I'm working on now that I've been, uh, been told, um, been brought to your awareness for sure. Been brought to my awareness. So now I'm working on that. Um, you're like hard eyes emoji just so you know I'm joking or love you. Yes, for sure. Cause they're like, Oh, he's, he's on it today. And you're like, I'm not, I'm just like, that's just how I text. Yeah. You know, that's funny. Isn't it funny? Like how, I mean, that's another thing where I think people avoid community is that we sharpen each other. We rub against each other. And when you are a leader and you are a boss, like, you know, I tell my staff all the time, please call me out on something if I'm not doing it well, or if I say something the wrong way, but I don't really like it. You know, for sure. Somebody stops and says, Hey, you said that staff meeting, it kind of felt this way. I'm like, Oh man, I am so sorry that it felt that way. I can see how you'd feel that way. Let me figure out how to say that differently next time. And man, but the trust that that builds, I love that staff can come and ask you that. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I know. Like, like, did you mean like, okay? Or did you mean, okay? Right. You know? Well, in our new world, I mean, with texting and emailing and you can't have a staff meeting for everything. So you are, you know, you're kind of bound to sending messages and trying to like not send them a novel. Right. But also say this thing, but not be too short because you don't want to seem rude and you don't want to seem mad. So it's like, yeah, you find I find myself sure. like prefacing everything. Like I'm not mad at all. This tone's great. For I sure, need you and to that's do. and that's where I've passed a lot of that on to Abby, who's our practice manager. She she's she could write the meanest text ever, and it come across as like the nicest thing ever. You know, yeah. but she doesn't have a mean bone in her body, so she's able to to do that. I mean, she's so respected with everybody, but it's a. Uh, yeah, I luckily don't have to send the send the long text, but yeah. I, but I, I am I am bad about sending a small, quick, short text <laughs> for sure. So All right, if you, so if you get a text from me and it's like, cool. I was just glad you responded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about iPhones, right? I was it's telling funny. you, I updated to the iPhone. Is it said delivered, and I'm like, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> but it didn't say you read it, so I was like, and then you said yes, and I was like, okay, good. Uh, but it's sorry. so funny with that. No, you're good, man. It's hilarious. I mean, that's the world we're in. Um, let me see what else I have for you. What What would you say kind of to do an infomercial on our podcast? What would you say kind of sets you guys apart or what is it that um, you would want like kind of listeners or community to know about what y'all do that's different or that would bring them to you guys? Or Yeah. Um, I think that um, going back to earlier, I mean, I th- relationship relationship based industry has always been around it's the mom and pops of every corner old you know older practice and so that's what we wanted to continue to bring but we needed to put a a new spin on it right of allowing us to grow but still bring that intentional um relationship based dentistry to life um and so we still have some awesome dentists in this town like that just really um and you know have that um 
and we just, I mean, we really have a really good dental community. Uh, pretty much every one of us, we get along. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's, I think that's really cool. And we, you know, we're in that moment to try to continue to try to foster that. Um, but for us, you know, it sets us uh, apart. I wouldn't necessarily from everyone else, but it's just that we really and truly just drive home that intention. And, um, uh, we want you to feel, um, like you're the only person there that day. That's good. Um, we don't over, we don't cr cram ourselves like crazy to see everybody. Um, we, we actually don't, we're out of network with all insurance companies, but we accept them all and we file and we do all that. But we do that because we don't want insurance to drive our treatment plans. Yeah. So like we don't, Same here, man. we don't want the insurance company to dictate what we should dictate to you. Right, like our job is to come in and say, "Hey, Miss Jones, this is what's wrong with you, and this is how we can fix it." Um, we're super conservative, but we also know when 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 to take action. That's good. And man. so, um, you know, and some people, all of that stuff is important too, that with being in network and whatnot. But a lot of the times, we just didn't want that to be what. Um, we didn't want that to take away from the the dentistry that we can provide. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, I just think we're we're super. Um, we when you're there, we want we want we want you to know that you're the only one there, um, and that's hard all the time, right? I mean, there are emergencies that just pop up and you get crazy and you have a few seconds with somebody, but you know we do stay on time. We I mean our employees they're they're great. We stay on time. We get everything done that we need to do, um, but but they all have that same mentality of you know Miss Jones is here right now. Let's. Let's make sure, you know, she understands that mm -hmm. and that how we can um, better her experience. I mean, being a dentist, we are like not the most loved profession right. from anyone at all. Um, and that's, you know, because of past experiences. And so, you know, 30, 40 years ago when dentists went in and said, oh, no, you're numb, but you're not. And you feel everything. That anxiety gets brought on even to this day no, of when we're treating people. So yeah, I still get the gas, man. <laughs> That's you my don't P need my, it. Yeah, my PTSD, man. I need it. You don't need it. I'm to chill it. out. You don't need it. No, some people truly need it. Like, they really do. But uh, I think that's almost kind of part of the challenge, too, of part of the funness of being being able to win people over and say, you don't need that. You know, you know. obviously, you can kind of tell someone who wouldn't really needs it. Yeah, but yeah. to just say, look, I want you to trust me. I want, you to, I want to work through this with you. And a lot of times they're extremely grateful and like, I, I really didn't need that. I'm yeah, okay. That's awesome. So, I mean, we try to be, pa we're patient. That's good. It's not, I mean, I've only been in that situation that. once in the last 15 years. So, but yeah, it was probably, we were <laughs> laughing because like, I'm terrible with keeping up with flossing and my teeth and all that stuff. And my wife's like, like the best. And yet she always gets cavities and I never get any. And so it's just, this, I'm sure you see that all the time, but it's like yeah. this running, it's just, you know, genetics, mm -hmm. I guess. But, uh, but she's like always mad at me and I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I mean, what can For I say? Sure. Yeah. You also eat way more candy than I do. <laughs> Don't um, call her out yeah, like that. Oh, yeah. That she, is she, needed. No one, no one who's our friend of ours is, is surprised by that. Uh, especially our kids. We call her the candy monster. Um, you can't have anything in the house. She's going to eat it. But she, uh, but I went and like, yeah, like just laying on the table, getting held down, having to have my mouth open. Like I hadn't had it done in 15. I had not been in that position in like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I don't know if I can do it. You mm -hmm. know, and I, I didn't I didn't have the time. And honestly, it didn't get like no one helped me get there. So it was right. like they were just like, yeah, it's fine. You know, yeah. and it was I made it through it. But it was like, whoo, it was brutal, <laughs> you know. But so I think what you're saying is, is like there's a way to be that can help calm people before they even right. get to that point. And I'm not saying we're painless. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I think that there's well, the a, pain wasn't the problem. Right. It's the held down. Right. Can't get up and move. Yes. That's what gives me the. Yeah. But and, and everyone has their own past experience with that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's it's a challenge, but it's a it's a um, I think having a having an understanding of what somebody's state is in helps you drive treatment. But yeah, helps man. You drive the you know the way to care for them too no, that's so good i mean just the fact that you are mindful about that is what it is you know what i mean like when i think about talking to you about like when i go into other places and i'm like doing the training they're not even remotely close to what you're talking about like that it's a whole new philosophy and mind frame so the fact that you you guys think about it in that way is so awesome because 
that is the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's just being mindful about, hey, this person could be going through this or they could have had a bad experience before not just being like, well, I'm good, so why don't you just do what I tell you? For sure. I mean, that's most providers. And that's hard, too, because a lot of times your integrity comes into question sometimes <sighs> yeah. and, your, and your ability to treat that. And so it's really easy for you to switch and say, well, you don't trust me, then I don't trust you, I'll see you later. Right. But instead of saying, well, why don't they trust you? What's, you know, what's going on? And then and so a lot of times you get that after the fact, you're like, well, crap, what if, what if she really did have something going on or what, what if he really has had something? But, you know, I, I think that it, anyways, we just try to treat everybody well. No, that's good, man. I mean, I think that's, that's really deep for, you know, people listening. Cause I think for, for people to, who are out there who are listening to this and who are like, yeah, I, you know, I don't go to the dentist. I don't take care of my teeth because of that. Right. You know, I don't, um, you know, care about flossing. I don't want to take my kids. I don't, I need this surgery. Like, I mean, the amount of people that walk around in pain all day with their teeth. And a lot of times we get, I'll fix it when it hurts. Exactly. And when it hurts, it's not good. Yes. And so, so a lot of times you can jump on it at first and be good and it's easy versus, and it's cheaper Yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, potentially losing a tooth and costing a ton of money to either fix the tooth or, or get something replaced. Definitely. But I think you, I think you're right on. I think, you know, people, if you're listening to this, you know, and, and that's you, you know, it sounds like, you know, Southern roots is the place where you can be safe and you can be cared for and maybe hopefully eliminate some of that fear you have or that anxiety you have or that avoidance you have around, you know, getting help and getting fixed and, and, you know, cutting that problem off at the past before you're forced to go in mm-hmm. You know, I think that I see that a lot. And I mean, we're talking specifically about dentistry, but that's life for sure. I mean, everybody puts off everything, especially us as men. A lot of times, you know, oh, my knee hurts or it's this bump on here, or this thing on here, it'll be fine. It'll go away. And it's a major problem for major money and major stress when you could have just for sure. I will say men are the biggest wimps. though. <laughs> well, yeah, women are way stronger than yeah. men. <laughs> If you have a wife who's had a baby and you think that you're stronger than she is, then you're not. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And just being moms in general, yeah. like uh, men being sick. I mean, I'm one of them. It's like I've got. Oh man, you get man cold. Oh, terrible. I mean, like part part of it is like milking it so that you can just like lay there. <laughs> but the other the other part is like the truth. Versus like my wife is like, if if she's in the bed sick, it's like because she's in the bed sick. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I hear that. It's funny. We <laughs> laugh about that all the time. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, that's probably the one way, uh, that I don't, I don't get man colds. My wife is always like, if you go lay down, that means someone's dying. And that's not cause I'm strong. That's cause I'm like super stubborn and don't want to feel bad about not helping. And that's uh-huh. a whole nother thing. Yeah. I'm working on yeah. a therapy, <laughs> but, uh, she's always like, go lay down. Like she, you know, she's fine with it. I'm on, you know, my unhealthy goes on the opposite side. My like arm could be falling off. I'm one of the guys who's like, you need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, Oh no, babe, I'm good. You know, this will be fine. And I'm learning that, you know, I need to go to the dentist and take care of it and go to my six month appointments and not let them lag and be a year, you know, for sure. Cause I'm just, you know, doing a hundred things at once and I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself. I mean, I'm the same way with all my doctor's appointments. Uh, I, I still, I have a lot that I need to do. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even us as dentists, I mean, the last time I had my teeth cleaned, I mean, I think it was somewhat recently, but you know, we don't, we don't always practice what no. you preach. Yeah. I mean, because we, we, we don't have time to either. Yeah, we don't make time. We don't make time. You're right. We have the time. We just don't make it. That's right. We. Uh, I was. Have you read? Uh, what's his name? The ruthless elimination of hurry. I have not. Okay, you should read it as okay. a business owner and just a Christian. It's really good. Uh, I'll get that. That time John Mark Comer. I'll send, I'll text it to you. Um, but one of the things he talks about is like, you know, people asking for more time in the day. People say, Oh, if I had more time in the day, I'd do this. And his point is, no, you wouldn't, you know, if you had eight more hours, you would fill it with eight more nonsense hours of entertainment or whatever stuff that you do. You'd busy yourself with more clients. You'd busy, you know, if your, your heart's not centered on Christ and focusing on being present and being, you know, here in the relationships, then it's not time that you lack. For sure. You know, and I think a lot of times that's how we think in the American mentality. I got to see more oh, yeah. clients. I can do one oh, more thing. Yeah. I can build one oh, more yeah. thing. And if we got more time, we just do that. Right. You know, and so I'm trying to learn and teach, you know, for all of us to be mindful and in the moment and see, like we were talking about, like what success is. 
you know, I think that's a huge, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast episode, but I feel like we're teaching our kids and young adults that success is money and, mm-hmm. you know, business and prosperity and, you know, success in, in material goods and, and fame. And, and I don't know about you, but I don't like people knowing who I am. For sure. You know, like, I mean, I don't mind it. It definitely tweaks the ego every once in a while. But I'm trying real hard every day as we get bigger and things grow and this podcast takes off and all those kind of things to be like, yeah, but it's not all it's cracked up to be. There's a lot of responsibility. Right. And a lot of pressure. And um, and so if we can just keep, I think, keep being humble, keep leaning into Christ, keep seeing he's doing all that. But also, like Paul, be confident that he's he's brought you there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hard balance, right? Is like right. he's given you this ministry, he's given you Southern Roots. You, you're growing, you're doing amazing things, you're taking care of people well, and because of that, he's blessing you. Mm-hmm. You know, but continuing to keep that about him, for sure, is the is the life's work, right? Humility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What? Any closing thoughts or remarks or things we you wanted to cover that we didn't? I don't think so. I think, I think we did, we did a, a, a good little number here and I, um, thank you for, you know, asking to be on, you know, once again, it's like, am I, am I, are you sure I'm the right person to sit here on this couch and have this conversation? And it's, um, you know, I don't think I'll ever know that answer. Like for me, right. You might say something, but for me, I don't, I don't think that I'm the right person, but I think what's cool is that we just, I'm I'm really big into perspectives right now. So like listening to other people's perspectives and ideas and ideals and um, what makes them them uh, is is a is a is a very fascinating thing for me. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you listening to my perspective. Absolutely, today. man. I'm glad. I appreciate your vulnerability, and I think God does in these podcasts what He does, and I think people get tremendous value out of hearing people's stories because. The truth is, is everybody who's listening to podcasts right now, you know, sometimes people are listening to it for entertainment value and just a numb out. But, you know, podcasts like ours, people are listening to it to find hope right? You know, because they're they're driving to work doing their job. They're parenting their kids. They're loving their spouse. They're doing their church thing. They're trying to find whatever the meaning of life is. And the more stories we get to hear, you know, the more this tapestry that God's painting is is uh, put before us and the more we get to see our, our part of it. I think it reminds me of uh, one of my favorite things to talk about is, is Job. You know, we hear it so much in one way, but the thing that I love about stories in Job is, you know, you have these two parts. One, you know, Job goes to God and God's like, who are you to question me? You know, I'm so big. And did you, did you, he says, did you hang the belts on Orion? Did you tell the waves where to stop? Did you mm-hmm. put the stars in the sky? You know, just this massive God who like, you can't even like, how are you even thinking you can think, in his plans and his ways and all these kind of things. And about halfway through that kind of God letting Job have it somewhat, uh, it says, you know, are you in the woods when the doe gives birth to the fawn? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it, you know, zeroes in on like, not only am I this big, amazing, I'm gonna try to get through this without crying, big, amazing God, but I am, I am so intimately involved in all of the details of your life. Right. And, I'm not too far removed. Like it goes back to relationships. I am not too far removed to see what no one else is seeing. You know, it's the whole, if a tree falls in the woods, does somebody hear it? God right. does. Right. You know, cause he sees the dough give birth to the fawn. And so if he does that, right. If he dresses the, the flowers, if he feeds the sparrows, if he does all these things, you know, all of us, but everybody listening, like he sees you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think in these stories, you get to see, man, just God loving on his, his children, and you're one of them. Well, I, th- I think it's, I mean, I think that that goes back to, um, you know, going back to that perspective, too, and what, you, what you're viewing and, and seeing these stories here, you know, and listening to people, too, and trying to be relatable. Um, you know, f- for me, like, w- I had COVID back in November, and it was, like, it was super isolating. Like, it was, like, very, very difficult, and I know this, like, sounds silly, but... Um, you know, listening to your kids cry and, you know, not being able to help out and not be able to do anything. And I mean, there was, I had enough TV. I mean, it was just too much, you Mm -hmm. know, watching your kids play outside through a window, not being able to take part in all that. Um, and I think at that point it was for me that I just was like, you know, you start to realize to one, uh, rely on, rely on God, right. To get you through all that. But two, like, this is how a lot of people feel. 
a lot of people feel that isolation. They feel that, that, you know, they want to be able to play with this or be able to take care of their kids and all that stuff. And sometimes they're present, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And so without COVID, without COVID. And so for me, it was one of those things of that's where I've, I've, I've got that perspective mindset of, um, trying to understand more of, more of that mindset being, being more relatable and understanding for people. That's good. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the best way to give grace. Yeah. You know, God isn't the one person who knows us the most and knows everything about us and loves us the most. Right. And we think if anybody knows us, right. Or sees our, you know, stress or turmoil or choices, they're going to, you know, cut us off. Right. And I think that's a beautiful way to end, man, is just, you know, if you're out there listening and you feel alone and you feel isolated, whether from COVID, whether from your own depression or anxiety, from your fear of taking care of yourself emotionally, physically, you know, there are people in the world, dentists, doctors, therapists, pastors, school teachers, artists, you know, who want to love on you and who want to build a bridge and get to know you and hear your story, um, no matter what level you're on. And, and the only thing I think a lot of times that loneliness is, is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, we can choose to barricade ourselves in our houses, in our minds and in our hearts and, and keep these walls up, but we can't, we can't ever get to connection and people. And it's kind of sometimes a prison of our own For making. Sure. And so I, I just, you know, I beg people to every day to unlock the door and go outside. And yes, that's going to bring vulnerability. And yes, that's going to bring some pain. But man, the the joy that God will bring into your life is, is far greater. Yeah. And I think it's important to call on all the other people, the doctors, the dentists, therapists, the artists, all these people that they're open to those people, that they're intentional about understanding that not everyone that walks in that door is perfect. They're far from it and they might need a lot of love. And so I think that that's like, you know, there's that one perspective of, of that person that desires that want, but you also have to be open and receptive to receive that too. It's good so. stuff. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Um, James Louder with Southern Roots Dentistry. Um, it'll be fun to see where you go in the next couple of years and the next decade of God moving in your life and in your family and in your practice and what I would call your ministry. Um, and so thanks for coming on and give me the time. Please subscribe, um, leave us a comment, share our podcast. Um, we will be having a Patreon page drop in the next, I'd say, I'm going to say two weeks so that it gives me some accountability, but you'll be able to sign up and get more videos, um, shorter videos, daily videos, uh, live Q and a, I'll, I'll explain all that on the video. So anyway, thank you and God bless you and have a good week.